Tonight's episode of America's Hometown Horror is presented by The Skin Store. You weren't here for this first ad read, Andrew, so go ahead and get your laughs out now. But, I have, uh, I'm not even going to nope, don't even approach that subject. Skin Store, believe it or not, is uh, not a dirty website. But uh, just so you know, for over 20 years, The Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, healthcare, and beauty products. With over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, the Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, cosmetics, supplements, and of course, skincare needs! Exclamation point! Find your favorite brands like uh, Elta MD, New Face, Olaplex, and more uh, in one place with gifts with every purchase. Have you heard of any of those brands? No? Okay, fair enough. Right now, the Skin Store is offering listeners of America's Hometown Horror 20% off your next purchase. By using the code POD, that's P-O-D, for 20% off your next purchase at skinstore.com slash pod dot list. That's skinstore.com slash pod dot list. Again, not a dirty website, but a clean one with lots of skincare products. Skin Store, have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. Exclusions up. Also, not to be confused with P.O.D., the early 2000s band. Correct. Not not the Christian band from San Diego that that had such singles as uh, Payable on Death, like Rock the Party and uh, Southtown and Alive. Ah, I feel so alive. Youth Youth of the Nation. No, Click Click Boom was Saliva. But yeah, P.O.D., uh, They're kind of the same. Yeah, it so sounded the same. Skinstore.com/pod.list for twenty percent off, folks. <laughs> What's happening, homies? What's going what is up? I don't know. It is your boys, plural, and your girl from America's dog, and your doe from America's hometown horror. My name is Mike. Thanks for tuning into another episode of our show. We certainly appreciate the support and listenership. Hope everyone is doing well, and we are back for another episode tonight with lots to cover, lots of interesting things, and as always. I am not alone in my endeavor on this podcast adventure. I am joined by my fellow co-host Catherine and Andrew. What's, what's up, happening, guys? Everybody, how you what's guys doing? Up? Nothing. I'm. I'm. Oh, what's up? Nothing. What's up? What's <laughs> up? What's up? We doing that again? Uh, we can what's make up? can make that a thing again for sure. The we can bud- make it. I thing. miss those Budweiser commercials. I do too. Frogs. I do too. Oh, this was one of the penguin ones. Dooby dooby doo. Yeah, those were pretty cool. Those were pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode. We have a good one for you tonight with lots of interesting news. One particular piece of news that is uh, extremely relevant to our show that we will be breaking live when we drop this episode on Wednesday for the first Damn. time ever. We are breaking news, folks. We're like the Holy Adam Schefter cow. of the horror Adam podcast. Adam Schefter of the horror <laughs> podcast world. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. But what's been going on? Anyone watch anything cool lately? Andrew, I know you have. Talk um, to me about... I watched uh, uh, two-thirds of a movie yeah? the other night. It was called The Signal. Talk to me about The Signal. It was a um, anthology-style movie. It was uh, directed... I didn't know who that was because I don't. I'm bad with directors' names, but then I realized he had done Southbound, he had done VHS, 
done a bunch of stuff. So this Correct. is one of his earlier projects, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll start watching this. And you could tell it was very low budget, um, but it was very interesting. And it was um, basically the premise was that people were losing their minds off of a certain radio signal, whether it be their TV talking to them, the radio talking to them, cell phones, like every signal was interrupted. Making and if you listen to go it, mad. if you listen to it too long, you'd go mad and you just start killing. Everybody, and it was almost so. It was borderline like a zombie apocalypse. Like if Not. you went no, because they basically turned into zombies that just started killing everybody. And even when they were, once they had been affected by the signal, even if you had killed them, they weren't dead. They didn't die. They would come back. Sounds a they, lot like the Stephen King novel uh, Cell, which if you ever heard of that one, I basically haven't. it's a cell signal that turns everyone into essentially living, waking zombies. Without having been bitten or died. Essentially the same idea, I guess, then. Yeah, because they, yeah. they would be killed and then they'd be back. And I was like, well, they're human still, but they had a signal. that. So I got through two-thirds of that anthology and I didn't watch the final third yet. Huh. But it was entertaining. A lot of – it was um, – it had a lot of comic relief similar to like Shaun of the Dead I okay. found in it. Like at the beginning it didn't start out that way, but then in the second um, part of the, the trilogy – it started getting into more of like a comedic relief aspect, sure. which I thought was interesting. But it was, for what appeared to be a very low-budget movie, it was very entertaining. And okay. um, I think it was on Amazon Prime for free, so check it out. I mean, Hell yeah, if you have well Amazon Prime, it. that sounds good. Sounds also uh, a little bit Lovecraftian. The uh, signal turns you mad, which might tie into our movie. Of the uh, night I think it does. Mm, I think that's why I watched it, because... So, recommend for our listeners two thirds of the way through? It. Yeah, I would recommend it. Okay. I couldn't find any qualms to uh, qualms bring up about it. So, yes. Good. Good stuff, my friend. Okay, so The Signal, directed by David Bruckner, and obviously his 2007 segments. 2007 or 2006, yeah. but just make sure you look it up by the year because there's so many movies called The Signal. Yeah. Mm. So, you may get confused. There was one with, like, Lawrence Fishburne that came out okay. like four okay. or five years ago. Well, yeah, okay. Bruckner, uh, his segments of VHS and Southbound are both phenomenal. Awesome director. I like him a lot. Uh, an up and coming horror director to watch for sure. Catherine. Talk yeah. to me about behind her eyes. Oh, good! I was ho- I was hoping you would ask. Me I thought you were going to say talk to me like lovers talk do. To me, talk to me. Tell me your like do. <laughs> um, no, we just finished it, so I want to hear your thoughts first. Yeah, so I saw this show on you know Netflix, and it was it kind of was intriguing. I was just looking at different stuff and trailers, and I was like, I added it to my list, and I finally said to Mike, I was like, Would you be interested in watching this? So, um. I don't know. It's kind of horror, a little bit. It's more like a thriller, though. I think like a psychological. Much more thriller. of a psychological thriller. Yeah, um, it's not horror. horror, but um, I liked it a lot. I think um, I think it meted it it, it meted it met my expectations of being interesting and entertaining. Uh, it was very like psychological. It was a lot of mental health things. It was kind of like a. Who done it? Did this guy kill this person? Did this person kill that person? Like, what's going on? Like, the entire time you're kind of just wondering what the what the story is. And it kind of went into the whole nightmare episode that we were talking about before. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of it's heavily, based on dreams. Yeah. It's very heavily connected with dreams and nightmares and, like, kind of, you know, falling asleep and then having your, like, subconscious, like, go into another realm person, whatever person realm. i mean so it was it was kind of different 
Um, I liked it. I thought it 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 was good. Like it wasn't like the other show you wanted me to that we finished the other. Yeah, uh, tell me your secrets. That show. Tell me your secrets. That show smells. That was not fun. No, this one at least ended on a a good a high like, note. A high note. Like yeah, I yeah. feel like I I watched it and I was like, now I kind of want more. Like, will there be a second season? Because mm. it kind of yeah, I'd say like a thumb and a half. Thumb and a half up like, from cat. I wouldn't say like two thumbs way way up, but it was it was two good. thumbs kind of. It was good. Like, I'd watch it. I don't know if I'd watch it again, but I would be looking forward to another season. Well, like, you have to say, would you watch another season? I'd watch another season. Because I, I wouldn't watch the first season again. I would maybe no. watch another season. Well, there's certain shows like Dairy Girls where you could watch it a billion times, and it's two well, times way, way up. that's a different but... scenario. <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. Dairy Girl. So I also watched this show, and... Um, what did you think? I enjoyed it. I didn't share quite the amount of enthusiasm that you did. I thought it was... And actually, I, I, fe- I feel like it... It felt longer than it was. It was only six episodes. Right. Good length for a TV show because there's no filler. It's kind of... But there, there's a lot of jumping back and forth between timelines. Right. Which, which can be a little, a little bit... A little confusing. Yeah. Um, and spoiler alert, skip 30 seconds ahead if you don't want to be spoiled. You don't care. You're not going to watch it, right? I love being spoiled. So... so <laughs> it, it deals with basically one, the, one of the main characters can astral project her consciousness Ooh. out into areas Wherever, that she's been yeah. before and also into other people. It's pretty Lucid cool. dreaming, is that where this is? Right, yeah. so it's a it's a murder it's a, it's oh, a, like it's a murder idea. mystery with astral projection in the mix. Watch. It's kind of I feel cool. like it would be underwhelming because it's such a great concept for a show that it takes a lot to... Uh, to live up to those expectations. But they so I don't want to be disappointed. I'm just not going to. They watch. didn't really concentrate on that very much, but it just well, kind of became a, it became a thing at one point. Well, I feel like you find out in like the like the second to last episode exactly what What's is happening. You yeah. find out essentially that the main character can do this thing and that she has essentially been controlling the plot the entire show. Which was kind of, it was a cool twist, and there's an, actually a really good twist at the very end of the show, which I will not spoil. That was good. So yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I think it was great. I'd but I, I liked I'd it. Watch I, I would recommend it. Yeah. If, like, if, it's some, if, you're, if you have nothing in your Netflix queue and you want to watch something interesting, this was pretty cool. I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Nice. It was good. good pick by yeah. Cat. Anyone else? Got anything they that watched? That is all I uh, have recently watched. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Ready to move on to our news? Yes. And it's a big news day today, my oh. friends. It is a big news day. Can't wait. So, as you listeners may have heard, we have talked several times on this show about a documentary being released this October about the spooky world America's Horror Theme Park in Berlin, Massachusetts that existed in the 1990s. And if you're from Massachusetts, and it's an institution. It's a place that you probably went if you uh, if you like horror, if you like haunted attractions. And there's a documentary being produced about it. Uh, and we have uh, been lucky enough to be in contact with the people that are making this movie. Um, it's a place that I went a million times, one, not a million, but uh, quite a few times when I was a kid in the 90s. And I am proud to announce that after much conversation... America's Hometown Horror is the exclusive podcast partner of Spooky World, the movie. And what I mean by that is that we are going to break news about the documentary. They're going to give to us. Well, Mike's going to break news. 
I'm probably right. gonna break wind. There you go. <laughs> Fair and enough. I hate the news, but I do love new news. I like this is good world. news. This is That's great good for news. all of us. Yes, I hate the other news, but I'm and excited here, about Spooky World. My friends is the first piece of news as I look at this old 1996 Spooky World poster directly across from me in front of my microphone. I have it on good authority that the crew of Spooky World the movie at this point has over 400 hours of film. Mm. 400. That That's is a, a lot of shitload of That's footage. A lot of film. Okay. And we also have it confirmed that the director of the film, Quinn Monahan, who's out in Los Angeles, the original owner of Spooky World in Berlin, David Bertolino, and the producer of the documentary, Tony Landry, will be on America's Hometown Horror Podcast for a live show on Facebook and YouTube at the end of April to give us an exclusive interview just in time for halfway to Halloween. So if you don't know, how about now you know. that? Now you know. If you That's don't know, now you know. Pretty damn good. Yeah, so we are partnering up with the Spooky World documentary. They've been great to us. Very exciting. Great guys, super supportive of our show, and I am so happy to be able to talk to them about the pod, uh, about their movie, about their podcast. They also do leading this up to the movie. This is kind of like a childhood dream of yours, Mike. Right? I kind know. Of, right? Honestly, like, like, it's, no, like you spent your childhood yeah. going to Spooky World. And now you get to talk to I know. the guys. It's funny because the men who so did this. talking talking to the people from the documentary, I kind of feel like we're kindred spirits in a sense because this park had a, a special influence on all of our lives and we probably wouldn't be, you know, doing horror podcasts or doing horror theme park documentaries if it weren't for this particular place. Because it, you wouldn't have developed your passion right. for horror. Right. I, I honestly, I on, and I, I told them this, that I think, honestly, I would not be as big of a horror fan as I am today if it weren't for Spooky World. Had an impact on me, a huge impact at a young age, and it's kind of stuck with me ever since. It's why I love haunted attractions. It's why I love horror movies. It's why I love horror in general. And I could not be more excited to, to chat with them I feel like a kid in a candy store. What a great moment for us. And I'm absolutely so looking forward to this interview, which I can now confirm will be on Sunday, April 25th, 5 p.m., live on Facebook and live on the YouTube, my friends. So it's going to be Sunday, 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 5 p.m. Eastern Central Time, Eastern Standard Time, excuse me, Spooky World and America's Hometown Horror Podcast team up for an interview. Be there or don't. Come on down to the Worcester Centrum Center. Monster Truck Madness in Spooky World, America's it's, Horror it's Theme okay. Park. It's okay, my boy. It's okay to be a fanboy. I am a fanboy. You I can be a fanboy. Listen, I have never fan been boys. shy about admitting my fanboyism regarding Spooky World, and these guys I wish share my I enthusiasm. enthusiasm. I'm so psyched. For Spooky World. I didn't do those things when I was I know, I know. If you had ever been, if, if you guys was, had ever been, I know I you, been. you went when it was at probably Foxborough Stadium. Yes. I don't think you ever I went did. to the original I Berlin Park. I didn't go to Berlin. It was too far. I know. So I went to the original Berlin Park. I also went to the park when it was at uh, Foxborough. I also went when it was at Canopy Lake Park. And we've all been when it's at its permanent new location now under new ownership, which is in Litchfield, New Hampshire. It's pretty good. So 
It wasn't great last year, but, but given this the this back in the '90s was on a different level. But they couldn't. They did with like what they could work with with COVID. I understand. I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to slight them because they still had it happen, which exactly. was amazing. Yep. Like so many other places, just didn't. It have was still a worth the trip, house. and it was still fun. But yeah, so that's the biggest piece of news I have to report is that uh, we are the exclusive podcast partner of Spooky World, the movie, and we will be interviewing them live. On our show on Sunday, April 25th. How about that? Look at us making waves in the community. Shocking. All thanks to Michael. Yes. Because without Michael, there's no, ah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I appreciate that. But without without you guys, there's no ah as well. So thank you, though. Thank you. Uh, want to hear some other uh, non-local news? Uh, I would love yeah, I to. Guess. Okay. Yeah. So local news. this will this will <laughs> directly appill to you. So I don't know why you're not. All right. Okay. All right. Tell me. So uh, oftentimes in the show we have talked about a TV show on FX and a movie. Are we going to keep talking about American Horror Story? Nope. Oh. Okay. Uh, no, called we talked about that before. What we do in the shadows. Yes. And how uh, the What We Do in the Shadows movie and the What We Do in the Shadows TV show take place in the same shared universe. And I'm happy to report there is a new show coming to HBO Max. It's already been out in New Zealand and Australia, which is where the original What We Do in the Shadows movie but it's not here took yet. place. And it's called Wellington Paranormal. This show takes place in New Zealand, and it follows the police officers that went to the vampire's house in the first What We Do in the Shadows movie. Oh. Here is the plot description. Wellington Paranormal follows a group of police investigators as they track supernatural events in New Zealand. The crew look into cases of demonic possession, haunted houses, and blood bank robberies. And this is all set to take place in the What We Do in the Shadows universe. So we're probably going to see cameos from some of the vampires. Maybe Nandor the Relentless. Nadia, Laszlo, Guillermo, some of the other characters. So fun. You never know. But, Andrew, I know you haven't started watching this show yet, so this is probably tiered more towards me and Catherine. Yes. You should watch what we do in the show. You should, I'm absolutely. I'm not even bring that up at all. I'm just going to be an old man, curmudgeon Yeah, you Yeah, you're going to tell us that we need to watch that Dennis Quaid no, show on Amazon. No, 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 no. Yes, I'm not going to tell you that. What I'm going to tell you is that I'm so fucking Fortitude. sick of hearing about shared universes. Well, there's a universe, and it's just shared, and well, it's a Marvel Well, welcome to 2021, Dude, bro. I don't care. I Just show me a good movie. Show me a good show. It doesn't have to take place in some universe that I don't give a fuck about. What We Do in like, the Shadows can we just, is great No, What We Do show. in the Shadows is phenomenal. The movie is phenomenal. I just can't... I don't know if I can physically take hearing about shared universes anymore, because... I feel you. I don't care. I feel you. I don't I, care. I feel you, but this is one that I want to be a part of. I'm down with it. I'm, I'm with you. I would watch it. It makes me think of Beef Wellington, which is delicious. Mm, the best. But <laughs> aside from that, I'm Shared all for it University. because I like Australian and Beef New Zealand Wellington. horror and comedy. So Okay, yes. perfect. Fun fact. I actually had Gordon Ramsay's uh, famous Beef Wellington one time when I was in Las Vegas. I barely remember it because it was on my bachelor party. But that's a story for another time. So, Catherine, I ask you, are you pumped for this show? Are you excited? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that sounds awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm on board for anything what we do in the shadows, especially yeah. related to the TV show. Absolutely. So I'm so excited to watch this. Just next time you talk, tell me about something. Don't bring up shared universes. What about the public? What about our listeners? What if they're not sick of shared universes? What if they want to know? I, I don't. Univorses. 
I don't think I want to associate with... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Share, it's Everything's a shared universe. Black Widow and uh, Captain America. And, yeah, I know. And well, this well, and Batman and this. Like, so, that's great. So the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the big one, right? So that has kind of spawned all of all these of cinematic all of universes, everything's right? Everything's now a shared universe. Yep. People are like, well, yep. does this movie take place in this universe? But, Actually, this movie takes place in this universe. The one know, we live you, in, you, where the movie was made, that's the universe it takes place in. Not some other universe. This universe. You know, so you, know who, you know who started the shared universe trend? I don't want to know. Christopher Nolan? Universal. Yeah, uh, what with a their surprise. classic monsters. Frankenstein you know meets the, the Wolfman. Abbott and Costello meet the Universal Monsters. You know what's great about that, though, is they never brought up the fact that it was a shared universe. Well, it was the 1930s just, and 40s. Yeah. They didn't think these movies were going to be very successful, so, so that's probably why. More props to them. Subtle. I'd agree. rather subtlety. I agree. I agree. So, and that's my rant. Do you know what grinds my gears? <laughs> shared universes. Oh my god! So, a uh, couple of other quick items here that I'll I'll touch on. I don't have a lot of details. Just if you have something to say about it, let me know. Otherwise, we'll just keep moving. Okay. okay. And we'll go into the movie tonight, which Andrew's going to talk about in great detail. Great. Uh, so, Paramount well, Plus. Great detail, but detail. Paramount Plus uh, is the newest streaming service, or one of the newest ones, in addition to Discovery Plus. They are going to be the exclusive home of all the 90s Nickelodeon TV shows, including Are You Afraid of the Dark? and the official Nickelodeon Nicktoon cartoon of Ah Podcast, Ah Real Monsters. Such a good show. All going to be on there with... Guts, Double Dare, Legends Ooh, of the Tidden, uh, Legends the of the Tidden, the Tidden Temple, <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple, Nick Arcade, all of that shit, all going to be on Paramount Plus. So if you get Paramount, yeah, it's a Just, Double Dare. Yep, he yep. said that. Yep, pretty cool, right? Yeah, and we're all '90s kids here. Bring it back to Wait. Mo. Wait, yep, bring so, it back uh, to Mo. Hello, Mike. Oh, did that? you say that one though? I think it's five bucks a month. The Agro Crag. The Agro Crag. Hey, yeah. don't be smashing on the walls. All right, next quick thing. As of this recording, it will be available to you listeners right now. For us, it will be available tomorrow. The first teaser tra- the first teaser trailer for Spiral from the Book of Saw starring Samuel L. Jackson and yes. Chris Rock is dropping tomorrow on March 30th. Wait, the movie? The Correct. Trailer. The, the, tra- movie? the trailer for the movie. Oh. And did you well, know? Well, did we already see the trailer for the movie? There's been no trailer for it. Did no. you know that the movie Spiral is a part of the Saw uh, universe? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We have the Saw universe. Exactly. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. So what have we been watching for Spiral? Then we've been watching trailers. I don't think we've been watching anything. No, we saw trailers. Yes. There was maybe like a year. small teaser last year, but there's a there's a new trailer like apparently a dropping trailer. tomorrow, March thirtieth. I was just going to drop the movie. Wait, what? Uh... Oh, is that tomorrow? The release of Kong uh, versus Oh, Godzilla? that's the 31st. So in two days, Kong, two, uh, Kong Godzilla v. Kong so will Wednesday. be out. Yep. Yep. So new trailer for Spiral uh, is out now, if you're listening to this. Let us know what you think. Tweet at us. And uh, last piece of news, as reported by Bloody Disgusting this week, BJ McConnell, from such films as uh, Hatchet 3, is directing a new horror comedy film starring Dave Grohl... And the Foo Fighters. Interesting. Along with many other all-star cameos. That's Can you weird... name uh, Dave Grohl's other uh, performance in a movie? In a movie? Yeah, The Muppets. Um, not that movie, but... Uh, Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny? Yes. Yes. 
I'm sure, I know. Well, Dave Grohl was in the Muppets in the Muppets the movie. He's in the Muppets, that, he so he's been in a bunch of stuff. But this apparently is going to start all the fool, all, all the fool, the fool fighters, all the fool fighters. Jesus Christ! If I could only talk as your host in this show, for fuck's sake, no one cares. But yeah, so uh, just a little interesting piece of news that was exclusive to Bloody Disgusting. So I love the Foo Fighters. We saw them live at Fenway Park a few years ago, Catherine, and. Uh, yeah, Dave Grohl had a broken Pearl leg. Yeah, that looks like a muppet. He so does that look makes a muppet. Sense. Well, they actually said at it's one kind of point, kind like of a Tim Curry look to him. So I don't know if this is true or not, and I don't think it is because the Muppets came out way before Nirvana and the Foo Fighters, and Dave Grohl was in the map. But one of the people that Animal, the drummer, was based Animal. on, I thought was Drums. Dave Grohl. Because he's got the long hair, like when he was drumming in Nirvana, just like hair everywhere, drumming, just like a lunatic. So I, I doubt that's true, based on when the Muppets actually Maybe came Dave out. Maybe Dave but decided to be like that because of Animal. Could be like that, too. Yeah. Could opposite. be like that, too. All right, you ready to roll into the void? Rickety roll. Let's do it. All right, so we are on to our movie of the night, a.k.a. our topic du jour. And uh, I think that means that we are going to hand it over to Andrew... Because Andrew wanted to drive the bus on this episode of the show, talking about a little 2016 movie called The Void, which I am super excited to talk about. So, Andrew, without further adieu, I will pass it over to you, my friend. Oh, well, thank you very much, kind sir. Welcome, ladies and germs. We're talking about The Void 2016, as Mike had already said. Um, So me and Mike have both seen this movie Multiple times now. I think we both can agree that we like this movie a lot. Cat, however, has not seen this movie, so I would really love to hear what Cat has to say about this movie, what she thinks about it. You know, I feel like I'm so you know, flattered you're, that you're, you, you're the you defer to me first. <laughs> yeah, because no, I want to hear what you because I know what Mike's going to say. I know what I'm going to say, obviously, but I'm curious as to what you think. Because a lot of times when I pick the movie that we're going to do, it's a lot of eh, blah, yes, meh, like you don't like it. So I want to know what you think. Um, I, I actually liked this movie. Um, I don't remember it coming out in 2016 for whatever reason. Like, I feel like I... It was under the radar. I kind of remember movies that come out, um, and especially in the 2000s, but like this I did not remember at all. And I was kind of like, when it started, I was like, wait, what year did this come out? Mike's like, 2016. I'm like, really? It's like, I have no recollection of this. But, um, overall I have like several questions that I'll probably ask during the podcast. Ask away. But I, I overall thought it was pretty solid. It was a pretty solid horror movie. It had all the elements in it, and I I, I liked it. Yeah. That awesome. was my overall thought. I appreciate that. I'm glad you enjoyed one yeah. of the movies I picked, because I really love this movie. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that you liked it, because it, it is a, I, I love this movie, and I know that when we watched it last night, you said that you had a lot of questions. I still do. <laughs> and you didn't tell me whether or not you liked the movie or not, but I'm glad to say, I'm glad to hear that overall you liked it. Well, I think at some points it maybe seemed a little bit like it was getting stretched a little too thin, and I, I think that that's I where that. I need some clarification on some questions about, mm. like, what's going Just on. Just remember it's a horror movie, so you don't want to think too much about it. I know, but that's my Just nature. Appreci- I think, like, With this type of movie, you got to appreciate it for what it is and not what it's not. Right. Like, if don't I, look for things that aren't there. If I can help her out here, I think probably some of the questions that she has are some of the same that I have, which are about the lore and backstory of this movie and what exactly is going on, which it's ambiguous for a reason. It's ambiguous for a reason. That's fine. 
And I actually, I like that it's ambiguous, but in the same sense, I kind of wish they did more about it because I think some of those parts, which I'll get into, were some of the most interesting parts of the movie. But, yeah, I can understand why you might have some questions here. Right. Would you like me to go next about my Oh, yes, I would love to know what you have to think. So, obviously, Andrew, we've talked about this movie several times before, and, and when we, you know, came up with our list of ten movies each that we wanted to cover in this year, of the year of our Lord 2021, this was a movie that came up on my list and on your list as well. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like a lot of our a lot a lot of the movies that we both had in our list were repeats. So I mean, I was a huge fan of this movie. I it's right up my alley. It's a uh, very abstract, very gory, very much an '80s throwback uh, monster movie, which is pretty cool. And it punches you right in the face from the beginning, and it doesn't really let up until the end. Uh, not really the end, almost about three quarters of the way through the movie. I hate that as one of my notes. Is that it was Not instant, quite the end. But it was like instant action. Mm. Like from the minute that you started mm. watching the movie, like you were instantly intrigued. Agreed. Starts real quick. Yes. Really quick. Oh, yeah. Real really quick. quick. Yep. But I mean, this is this is a movie that, it, again, like we mentioned, it came out in 2016. But it's essentially a love letter to 80s horror. There's 100%. so many movies that this draws inspiration from. I don't think rips off. I think draws inspiration from because this movie does its own thing. Make no doubt about it. It's are totally original. It's a very cool concept, but it draws influence from like you know John Carpenter movies like The Thing, and even Prince of Darkness, which is one of the more obscure horror uh, John Carpenter movies of the '80s. Uh, Hellraiser, Andrew, one yes, of your personal I, favorites. That was one of Love my notes movie. too. So much of that in this yep. movie, but not. Enough words. Not enough. Stealing. It's Not just, enough. It just borrowing. You can feel the inspiration Absolutely. that comes from it. But also, in addition to that, like other 80s body horror films, like the David Cronenberg films of the 80s, like The Fly, The Brood, even something like Videodrome, the where thing. it's just disgusting stuff happening to your body. And then I, I just, you know, also, more most specifically, this is drawing from the stories and the lore of H.P. Lovecraft who is uh, from New England, from Rhode Island. Noted racist, piece of shit, but he did write some scary cosmic shit. And uh, specifically this story, At the Mountains of Madness, which I'm sure you have some notes on, which uh, is one of, the few, tell. one of the few H.P. Lovecraft stories that I've read, where it is, is essentially the same type of thing. A bunch of characters go to a place, they experience some beings... And it draws them into such a point of madness that there's no point of return. It just You see this stuff and it turns you so mad and so crazy that your life is ruined and the stake of the universe is at hand, essentially. And uh, So that specific story by H.P. Lovecraft at the Mountains of Madness was almost adapted into two different films. I just wanted to point this out real quick. One was almost directed by James Cameron, and the other one was almost directed by Guillermo del Toro. But both huh. of them never got off the ground... And uh, that particular H.P. Lovecraft story at the Mountains of Madness inspired lots of movies, but what I saw most prominently, Ridley Scott's Prometheus, Andrew, which I know that you and I, I are love both that movie. fans of. And, and so when I, when I mention a throwback to 80s horror, obviously there's a ton of gore and a ton of practical creature effects. Oh, so good. Which are both plentiful 
and disgusting. And phenomenal. Disgusting they and kill phenomenal. kill it on that yeah. level. They, the practical effects are so good. Yes. I know. I, 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 so, like, I remember, like, there's certain movies I know that you like and certain movies that you do not like. Mm-hmm. Which is why, it was, so when we cover the thing on this show, I was actually so happy with how much you liked that movie. Yeah. And I thought this was going to be very similar to that. But this actually kind of goes in, into a lot of different areas regarding, like, yeah, but birth and... Like pregnancy yeah. and that kind of stuff, which I can see, like, is it's a little a, bit more uncomfortable than just it's like a, very a uncomfortable just situation. a bunker in Antarctica with a bunch of guys where there's aliens that are ripping people apart. So I can understand, like, you're un- right. like anyone that would be uncomfortable watching this type of stuff. But you know, there's decent characters. I would say even some good characters that you root for, yeah. despite like the thin writing. The plot moves. But it doesn't give a lot of time for character development. But you're not really here for that, right? This, that's so, not this type of movie. But I was thinking specifically Officer Carter and his estranged wife, who, who's, yeah. whose name is Allison. And it's probably one of the best Lovecraftian horror movies in oh. recent memory. And the only one that I can think of, in addition to that, which totally encapsulates absolute insanity and madness, is The Lighthouse. And the yep. lighthouse is probably about one or two tentacle scenes away, or a Cthulhu scene away, mm-hmm. from being the best Lovecraft movie it's ever made. It's just missing the creature. That's all it is. Yep. It's missing the creature. I still haven't seen that. Like, I need to watch it. Oh, it's fucked. We should watch it. I, I, I would love to watch it again You want to watch you. it again? Yeah. All right. Well, we should. Maybe like, we'll do yeah. it. Oh, so those are my thoughts on, on the Great void. Thoughts. I, know I couldn't agree more with you, Michael. Like, I love this movie. And it's for the same reasons that you love this movie. It's the creatures. It's the Lovecraftian effect. It ties in, like, the practical effects in this movie are so good. And it starts off very early on when the nurse, Bev, Beverly, is digging that gouging the gouging scissors. his yeah. eyes out with the scissors yeah and then she's just peeling off her face mm-hmm. mm. a lot of skin flaying oh. of this it's gross what a great way to like begin the gore i agree could i stop you for one second you though? sure can so if you were to describe lovecraftian horror for someone that is not a fan of the genre as alex trebek would say how would you describe that i would describe it as supernatural creature horror like it's it's there's always creatures great for the most part supernatural supernatural cosmic creature horror right yeah. so just and, and i would say the central theme of hp lovecraft hp lovecraft's writings is that there is a cosmic horror out there that if you are a person and you are unlucky enough to experience it and you see this or you experience it it will drive you so insanely mad. Can we dumb it that down you are, for everyone? Pretty much, that's it. That's how I could dumb no, it down. Stranger Things. Okay. That's a Lovecraftian type show. Yes. It's a creature, supernatural, horror, with a little bit of comedy in it. I can I can absolutely see what you're saying with Stranger Things. The only thing that I would say that you're leaving out is the, the cosmic aspect. The cosmic aspect, excuse me, which... Stephen King has written about a lot. Stephen King has written a lot of Lovecraftian oh, short horror stories. But, yeah, it is a perfect example. But the cosmic sense of it is that there is a greater sense of worlds and beings out there that are so horrifying that if you experience them, your mind is ruined forever. Well, the, and there's no coming back, yeah, which like, I feel like directly applies to like this movie. You brought it up with all those other movies you talked about. You said The Thing, yeah. Hellraiser, which... Not only just the practical effects and the monsters 
or the whatever they were, the Gravenoids or whatever they were called. Not Gravenoids. That's no, that's which one? Uh, Hellraiser. Uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the Cenobites. The Cenobites. 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 Yep. But it also brings into another Lovecraftian story, Reanimator, which yes. I feel is there because they're he's reanimating in a really different way. Yep. So it brings up that, and I also thought it brought up like Stranger Things, which I said in Silent Hill, because you have that different universe, different dimension. And they all have the same thing with, like, this, the flakes falling from, the, like, it just, yeah, it's all very similar, and it's all very good, because Creep. it just brings up something, and it also brings up a different kind of nightmare to me, which there's very few things that scare me, and I finally realized when I was watching this movie that there's one thing that I find very scary. What is and it? And that's a dark parking lot. Where you're parked in the other corner and you have to go to your car. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, like when they were going. And the amount of anxiety is. The anxiety. Yeah. Like even if there aren't a bunch of cult followers hanging out with some blades. Mm. That's a scary. More on them later. Thought. From me at least. But even like if you park in a garage and you're very far away from like the stairs. I feel like a garage is like scary. Elevator. But like out in the middle of nowhere with a few nowhere, lights also, that are yeah. just flickering on and off. That's pretty scary. I feel like yeah. the situation there in in that the particular part of the movie that you're talking about, right? It seems like it should be an easy situation. You have to get to a car. There's one guy with an axe. There's one guy with a gun. And there's a police officer. You're trying to get a shotgun out of the car. With a bunch of shells in the trunk. It should be pretty It should be easy to get in and out like that. Get the stuff and defend yourself on the way back in. But obviously shit goes wrong. And it's just like, that is, I couldn't agree with you more. That was, I think, probably the scariest part of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But the I digress. Go other ahead. question I had for you, Michael. Because yes. I hadn't really given much thought to it. But I'm trying to think of a horror movie, and I'm sure there are that make better use out of a movie taking place in one location the entire time, like one small location, the hospital, other than a few flashbacks and instances like that, where the movie takes place in one location. Yeah. Like, The Thing... The Thing takes place essentially in one location, location, but it's it's outside from time to time. You're not restricted to in the building, but I'm so glad you brought that up because I I can't really think of another movie besides The Thing where it takes place in one building. But this does such a good job of making that hospital so creepy. So creepy. And also you have that supernatural effect of... You know, they're going down and down and down into the hospital. And, you know, Carter, the police officer's on the radio with the intern. And he says, we're going down the second set of stairs. And she's like, what second set of stairs? Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. all supernatural. Well, that's a, right. which is crazy. that's a different universe. That's so where, that's where the Stranger Things Silent Hill kind of comes into agreed. effect. Like it's Yeah. Yeah, so it's like if it, like if in, if in Stranger Things the upside down was right. uh, rated NC seventeen. Well, yeah, what that would obviously. turn. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, so I that's see it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I also love the soundtrack for this movie. It's so it was good. good. The very good. It's just great use, great use of sound in this movie. Like the screaming, oh, and the weird noises that those monsters make, just amplifies everything about this. movie. This is the type of movie where you you hear a scare. A part of a scare before you see it. Yeah. So you always know you hear something, something's coming, and the characters hear the same thing, and they're off to go figure out what it is. And you're with the characters there in real time, 
trying to see what they see and what, right. what's going on, which I think makes it that much scarier. Oh, 100%. Because I thought this was a scary movie, and I know I we'll, get, we'll very, get to that category. This movie is like, very scary, like, in my opinion. The first, the first time I saw this, I remember I watched it by myself. You Ooh. were out somewhere, and I, I was watching it, and too. I was like... It's like, wow, this is a really fucking scary movie. Like, I need a break for a second to go, you know, I was shocked that this movie thoughts. was on Netflix. Like, this is, mm. I was like, this is That's when I watched it, was, was it when yeah. it was on Netflix. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Crazy. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's all I have for uh, thoughts. Thoughts? On all right, movie. so. Uh, I think those are plenty of thoughts. So I think what we should get into next is where do you think this movie stands with other 2016 horror movies? Hmm. I'll give you a few off my list. I'm sure Good Mike question. has a couple others. Uh, so we I'm had, actually relying on you for this list. Well, I don't we have it. We had the Blair Witch <laughs> remake. Oh, see, I love that movie, oh, dude. I liked the Cat um, and I saw that yeah, in theaters. That was, uh, I haven't seen it. it was so good. essentially, with that movie, it was different than the first. It's one. a good. It's a good premise to start out with, and it's a good idea for them to go out with new technology over 20 years later and do the whole Blair Witch thing again. And you think maybe they're not just going to remake the Blair Witch Project. And then they kind of remake the Blair Witch Project. Right. But the end of it, the last ten minutes of the movie, I honestly, I couldn't tell you the last time I've been that scared watching a movie in a theater. I don't, that was that, horrifying. That's scary, huh? I gotta watch that. Because you actually yeah. see, you see a little bit of the witch, and it's terrifying. Yeah. It's really fucking scary. Maybe we could do that as a, oh, that would be I, like dude, a summer would movie. Love, when you go hiking or something. I would love to cover that movie on that? our show. That's, we should. We should Why do we have to go hiking for that? We don't have to go hiking. I'm just you saying just we should. You just brought up hiking. No, I mean, that's like summertime hiking. Like when it gets nice out, you want to like be outside. So yeah. that would be like a nice like summery movie. Oh, so I see where you're going mean? with that. All right. Fair so enough. yeah, Blair Witch, what else you got? Uh, the Boy. I never saw that. Oh, I saw The Boy. That like was, um... I actually never did, saw it. It's like a little puppet baby yes, boy. Yes, yeah. It was Tell us super, about it. Again, it was, baby. I don't remember, honestly, I don't remember the whole plot line because I just saw it once. But Better my friend, or worse? My friend Jen um, recommended it. It was, I remember it being okay. Like, I thought it was scary. I think this movie was a little, it, just different. Better or um, worse? The boy was more simple, like cut and dry scares. Uh, so what did you prefer? Um, probably The Void. Okay. The Void or The Boy? The Void The Void or The Void? Or the void. <laughs> what um, else? I know where Kat's going with this one. Conjuring 2. I like The Conjuring 2. I like both The Conjuring movies. I think The Conjuring 2 doesn't get as much critical love as I the first one, but actually... I feel like I watched it so long ago, I don't even remember So The Conjuring 2 is, is like about the... Uh, the Conjuring 2... Uh, was that The Nun? The that's nun? the that's the nun where the nun first shows up. Oh, it is based on the the famous uh, English case of the Enfield haunting. Yeah. That's what that's based on, so you get The Nun... You get the rickety man, and yeah. you get it's basically like in one house in London with the same um, the uh, the Warrens. I'd say maybe it's so this is the going to second a house. Anna, like it's Annabelle is like the. More There's some Annabelle in it, like yeah, yeah. it's a, yeah. I vaguely sure. remember seeing them. Yeah. I'd say it was maybe good. It's good. I, the Conjuring the Conjuring movies are both good, and I'm actually Not very bad. excited for the third one to come out this year, which is coming again. One of those movies that's coming to HBO Max the same day as it goes to theaters. Damn. Okay. And it's called The Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It, which oh. is a long title, but. I, feel like this next movie we've talked about so many times, and I'm confused because I'm like, I don't remember talking about movies from 2016. This was Don't Breathe. Oh. Yeah, we already talked. We, we didn't do a whole podcast on it, did we? Nope, not nope. yet. But no, we talked about but that was a really good movies. movie. Uh, so I think maybe I'm talking we about have different talked about 2016 it. I think as, 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 most, as recent as the last episode, we said you'll never look at a turkey base for the same. I might go Don't Breathe over the void. Um, don't Breathe is quality. I, I personally... Think the void is a better horror movie. I find I 2000. I find Don't Breathe 
to be a better psychological, psychological horror. horror. Which is what don't I breathe. Like. Don't breathe is a clever, twisty take on the slasher slash. Like almost like 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 almost like saw. That's that's the, what I was looking for. Yeah. I don't know what the like not torture porn. No. Like almost like the trap trap horror type of thing. Right. That's a twisty take on that, which I love that movie. I do like The Void slightly better for I me. me I'm too. with you, Andrew. I'm with you. What else um, you got? Have you guys ever seen the movie called The Eyes of My Mother? No. No. It was a Netflix movie. All I got to say is that movie is super fucked up, super weird, and you should definitely watch it because I thought it was very well done. I don't know if it's a horror movie. I don't know if it's a psychological thriller. I just know that movie's fucked and you need to watch it. Well, I'm I not think- going to give away anything because that movie is so weird and I feel like I couldn't even explain it properly. So just watch it. Okay. Trust me. Well, on I this feel one. like you, like I do, when I research movies a particular year, you searched 2016 horror movies and this came up. So there's probably a reason it's listed as horror. It's listed as horror. It's definitely horror. It's art housey. It's like it's it's a foreign I think it's a foreign film. I don't know if it's in subtitles. It probably is. Everything I watch is in subtitles because I just watch subtitles. We all know. So I don't even know. <laughs> all I know is this movie's twisted, I appreciate weird, it, fucked, different, perverted. It's like on a whole nother level. Just like, like you. Just like me. <laughs> it's it's the epitome. That's good. That's this, good. <laughs> so, Cap, when you talk about movies that are Andrew movies, this is an Andrew movie. Oh, absolutely. But, but watch it. Was it. A, it's it a was good almost movie. like a smooth Andrew No, not The Void. You know I'm saying no, 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 not The Void. The movie you're talking mother. about right now. This movie, The Eyes of My Mother. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Right. Mike would appreciate it for what it is. Because it's, it's, it. it's such a unique, different type of movie that you Dude, can I'm, see. And it makes I'm you very uncomfortable. I'll tell you what Andrew movie I mentioned to watch. It's Kill List. I'm going to watch it real bad. Oh. it's You talk about cult horror movies. I know. I'm going to watch it. The other movie was Raw. You guys ever see Raw? No. So I never saw Raw. Very good. Movie. Did you? I, I heard it. it was super it was gross. Also subtitled. It's French. It's I know that. French. I know it's French. Yep. Um, That's the one where the girl goes to veterinary school and she becomes a cannibal, right? Yeah, she just starts wow. enjoying to eating flesh. But it's to me, it's not hard. I mean, it probably is hard. But nothing about it makes it hard. It's, it's absolutely just, a horror movie. It's been on all kinds of horror websites. I, know, but I would I don't, think I don't find so it there's to at be least horror. elements of horror. There's elements of horror, probably because she's eating uh, people. Uh, yeah, no, true. Kidding. But it's yeah. not like you would think. It's a good movie though. Hmm. Right up there with As My Mother. And then I haven't seen this movie. It's a Korean horror movie, Train to Busan. Been in my queue forever. That's Never a zombie movie, right? So that's also, if I remember correctly, and if I'm if I'm wrong here, forgive me, listeners. Uh, also, I think directed by it's a. I know you said it's a Korean movie, but Bong Joon Ho. I think that's who correct. did The Host and uh, Parasite, which just won the Oscar for Best Picture. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure think. It's the same I guy. think. I think it is. Um, oh, sorry. If I may correct myself, you may. Uh, Train to Busan was directed by Yon Sang Ho. So yeah, uh, uh, Train to Busan is a movie that I've I haven't seen, but it consistently gets recommended to me, and I would love to watch it. You haven't seen it, have you? I haven't. Okay. And I know you probably haven't either. Nah. Okay, fair pass. enough. Pass. Okay. okay. Fair <laughs> enough. It's too far for me. I don't do... Cool. Anything else from uh, 2016? That's all Mon I fire. got. I mean, I picked some random movies because I was like, oh, I've seen this movie. That's fine. And the other ones look Do terrible. it however you want to do it. I don't care. Folks. I want to bring up movies that no one's seen. Sure. Except for me. Okay. Cool. Fair. That's how I roll. All right. So, with that all being said...
Uh, Andrew, you ready to move on to your facts and uh, thoughts about The Void? Yeah, I mean, I've pretty much given my thoughts as to what I think about this movie. So this movie came out in 2016. Uh, it was directed by Steven Kostansky. He, um, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, directors and the people in the movie I hadn't really heard about. I've, they've been like a few things that I've seen. So I plead ignorance on most of this. Um, he directed uh, Leprechaun Returns, which was came out in like 2017 or 18. It was a direct sequel so we, to we, Leprechaun. We talked about that because it was the yeah because um, we yeah, were talking about because uh, one of the one of the guy the guy that's directing Spiral, the new Saw movie, wants to direct a reboot of Leprechaun, and the most recent Leprechaun movie was in 20, 27 or eight, 2017 or eighteen. The one yep, that you're talking and that was about. the yep. direct remake. And Correct. also, um, speaking of Spiral, the cop. Daniel Carter? Yes. Aaron Poole, he was in Spiral. That was like a very... Like, oh, the movie we covered? The, the Shutter movie? We movie? Covered. Yeah, he was in that movie. He was a oh. very small character in that movie, though. No kidding. Yeah, I didn't know that. And I was like, I, I was trying to remember either. who he was, and I really still have no idea who he was in that movie, but he was in it. I only know because okay. I looked up his name. All right. Uh, the other... One of the bigger actors, Wow, it kind of blew my movie, mind a little bit. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm trying to picture him in that movie, and I can't picture him at all. Me neither. We can look it up. Yeah. Um, Kenneth Welsh, who played Dr. Richard Powell. I know him. Mike knows him, and I think he knows him from two things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Twilight Zone, Acts of Terror, that episode. He was in that. The original Twilight Zone or one of the original remakes? original Twilight Zone. Don't know him from that. But you the probably know one, him from X-Files. That is correct. Yep. He is in a very good episode of the X-Files, and he plays essentially the same character. Wow. Yeah. He plays a great villain. He played the villain yep. in Twin Peaks. He has that He was in voice. The Exorcism of Emily Rose. He's got oh, he's okay. that guy that you look at and you go, I've seen that guy mm-hmm. in yeah. something and I he he almost looks like uh I can't even picture. May I offer an impression? You may. <clears throat> Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> That's my impression of Dr. Powers. Like, one word. <laughs> Uh, okay. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Daniel. Where's your unborn child did that you, you like, wish never be born? Did you like what you see, Daniel? I can show you more. Your wife is here waiting with us, Daniel. That's exactly what he says. Uh, Go ahead, okay, Andrew. A lot of the other actors and actresses, <laughs> I have never seen anything because they're Canadian. Mm-hmm. One interesting fact about this movie, I don't have the exact numbers, didn't make a lot of money in the theaters, but they raised, I think, about $80,000 through fans. Wow. On, uh, to, on Indiegogo. In order to support wow. their physical um, effects, which yeah. I thought was really cool. And that $80,000 went a long way because those physical effects fucking slap. They so good. killed that. So good. That final monster at the end of the movie. Oh, so gross. His daughter, so good. His mm. daughter, after he kills that stupid bitch. The stupid girl that was like following along with this weird cult. The pregnant girl. The, the pregnant, pregnant girl, girl at the yeah. end. That weird monster at the end that's just bashing yeah. and it's just stomping yeah. on yeah. heads. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. I bet god. you didn't see that coming, by the way, with the no. pregnant girl. No. No. Yeah. When she's like, just, yeah. I mean, and then all of a sudden the, the weird monster. That's where I've never, that's where it made, that's where Hellraiser came into effect when he had that form yes. and he had that weird, he just looked. That's why I was like, all right, all of his skin so cut his off, skin just like, cut off, yeah. and he just also, was like all membranes I was and he kind of looks like the Night King from Game of Thrones with all the like little bit. muscle things. Yeah, a little bit. Like he kind of had that resemblance of all that prosthetic yeah. makeup. 
Yeah. But yeah, he. I had that same thing. I. It was Hellraiser. Like he was like yeah. literally like pinhead. Um. The only other. Have you seen the remake for Silent Night from like 2013? No. Uh, so no. Kim, the intern, the annoying bitch, mm-hmm. played by Ellen Wong. She was in that. Okay. Which, when we talk about movies, we always have categories. So I have a certain category. So we always have. Um, your MVP in the movie, which you're not going to get into, but I have a special category for worst character in the movie. Okay. And the LVP, a, least valuable player. Least valuable player. So well, that'll tie into that later. Mm-hmm. But now that we're into categories, cat. Is that all your before that? Uh, that's um, really that all, all I your, had. Uh, like all there wasn't much as far as facts that I found. That was about okay. it. It was pretty basic. A okay. lot of people that I've never heard of. That's fine. That were in this movie. That's fine. Because they're Canadian. I'll tell so. you what. Before we jump into categories, uh, just a reminder that today's episode of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you by the Skin Store. Again, not a dirty website. For over 20 years, two decades, the Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, healthcare, hair care, and beauty products. With over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, the Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, cosmetics, supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Exclamation point! Find your favorite brands like Elta MD, New Face, Olaplex, and more, all in one place with gifts like with gifts. Oh my god! All in one place with gifts with every purchase. Right now, the Skin Store is offering our listeners twenty percent off your next purchase. That's right. If you're a listener of America's Hometown Horror, you can get twenty percent off your next purchase. Just use the code POD. That's P O D for twenty percent off. Your next purchase at skinstore.com slash pod, P-O-D, dot list. Skinstore, have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. Exclusions apply. Andrew, back to you. So, as I was saying, we're going to get into some uh, of the uh, categories. And I want to start it off with Cat, because Cat's usually the easiest one for this. Okay. Did you find this movie to be scary? Yes. Um, I thought that on a... a Several different levels, it was scary. Not necessarily, like, the monster. I mean, the monster was cool. It was very intricate. I thought it was a cool-looking monster. I don't think it could exist in a real world, so that's kind of why I don't think it's scary. But I think a lot of the other scenarios that they're in are scary. Um, Those people who are just outside, which, by the way, question number one. um, what is up with the people in the robes outside with the triangle? They're a cult. Okay. Yes. Please. So Very why then answer. do they want them not inside, but then eventually they go in? Like, they don't go. They want them to go They're outside, They're trying to keep inside. them from leaving. The people They inside. want them to stay in the hospital for what is about to become. <clears throat> yeah, my The under- doctor needs them in there for... To feed My, my understanding monster? was that, the, basically, so the doctor is ultimately the leader of this cult. Right. And the doctor is in the hospital... The cult is keeping all the people inside the hospital in because their cult leader is in there. And the cult leader is trying to turn all of these people into Well, also, beings. he says at the end that he needs the, the cop there because his father was so loyal. And he needed him in order to yeah. progress to the abyss of that. Correct. The void. He needed to open up the void through the cop that right. was there. For some reason, I mean, they don't really get into that, right? But he, I mean, it's a. I wish they had hour. And, it's an hour and a half. One of my movie. nitpicks. We'll How are you going to get into that? You don't have time. It's a supernatural. Like 
You don't need it. Yeah, that'd be great to know. But if if it's not going to be a two and a half, three hour movie, if this movie was two and a half hours, I wouldn't have complained. To be honest, they would have been able to get into all of that. Well, then you would have been able to answer a lot of my fucking questions. Yeah, but there's a lot of questions that aren't to be answered. They're to be interpreted. It's a movie. Just watch it and enjoy it. Do you say sorry for cursing on a podcast where we swear all the time? Fucking questions. Is it bothering me? Okay, well, we answered that question. So, Next. Um, like, the triangle symbol. What's up with the triangle symbol? Why? Um, I view Why? it as a symbol of the pyramids. Yeah. The delta. So like, it must come back to the aliens that helped build the pyramids, is my guess. Something like that. Well, because then at the end, you see them in there, like... They're in purgatory. With the they see there's a big, giant, black pyramid like, that's a triangle, and they're looking at it. Holding hands. Yeah. It's like Stargate. I, I just wish they were... That's a nitpick. I'll just go back to that. I think so, it's meant to be ambiguous for a number of reasons. Because a lot cheap of, horror So again, it's a cheap horror movie, but it's also drawn... It's drawing inspiration from Lovecraft. And a lot of H.P. Lovecraft's stories about that cosmic type of horror end on that note. With people basically... There's never a, a happy ending in a right. Lovecraft story. You're looking at some sort of being that you're now either worshiping or whatever. Right. So that's that's what I would think for that. I thought it was so, great. Ending. Well, and there was why, even more like scarier scenarios in there that were like. No, say what else? Why else do you think it was scary? Like, yeah. So even like when the nurse's assistant, I forget her name, Kim. Kim, she has to potentially perform a cesarean section on the girl because then the nurse yeah. that's now dead is saying that she needed to do that otherwise her bleeding whatever she said some yeah, sort of it was like an emergency yep. yes and the girl's like I don't know what I'm doing like I don't know what I'm doing and that's kind of like you almost feel like if that was you and you had no idea what you granted well, she's supposed I'll... to be an intern and have some sort of idea what she but should still, be but still she's still clearly she said numerous no times that she was new in the role and I actually like I agree with you on that it's because terrifying absolutely even, terrifying even though I had seen this movie before. When I was watching it with you last night, those scenes still gave me stress, even though I knew that ultimately the intern was not going to perform a C-section. Like, I knew right. she wasn't going... It wasn't going to happen, because I've seen the movie before, it doesn't happen. But still, the the prospect of it happening with all kinds of shit going wrong yeah. gives you all Absolute, sorts of anxiety. So much anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I feel you on the anxiety level. So, you want me to go about whether or not I thought it was scary? Yeah. I mean... I think so. I do. I mean, I know you're probably going to say no here, but uh, I think the most telling line in this whole movie is when Carter the cop and the other collection of characters are in the basement in the morgue, and Vincent, the dad character that initially comes into the hospital with the rifle, he turns to everyone and he says, this is hell. That seems like it would be a horrible interpretation of what hell actually would be. Oh, it yeah. looks like they are in hell. They're oh, surrounded yeah. by beings that are like all kinds of fucked There's up and they're attacking them. It was just like, you know, yeah. I thought it was a very accurate description. I feel like this is a horrifying depiction of what hell and madness, especially madness, could look like. And that's the Lovecraftian sense, right? So like you go mad, you see this stuff, and there's no turning back. That's essentially the theme of Lovecraft stuff, right? It's a very disturbing movie, and it's scary in the sense that you have no idea what's going on, and it'd be a horrifying situation to be in. And I thought the scariest part of the whole movie, and Kat, you just mentioned it, was the cult aspect of it. The hooded figures with the triangle face, um, not knowing to a certain extent who is in the cult's plans, 
which I actually think this will come up my nitpicks. I think there was, I think they could have led that out a little bit longer to see who was actually in the plans of the cult. But, uh, but yeah, I thought the cult was the scariest part of the whole thing because just picture yourself being trapped in a building with all these people surrounding you with knives held in the exact same place, a hundred of them. That would be a scary situation. So that was the scariest part to me. As yeah. much as I love creatures and monsters, I and thought the just, cult aspect of it was the scariest part. They just also multiplied, like, after so long. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden you see one, and then you see, like, ten, and then yep. you see, like, twenty, and you're like, oh, my well, God. Well, yeah, they were being, they were being they called were like, there yeah. by the sound of that horn, mm-hmm. which is very biblical in a sense. It's like the, the, well, I know. the horn of Jericho or whatever it is. Yeah. It's a very just overwhelming. Like, it would, almost had that aspect of the mist in yep. it with that... Or the even sounding of that horn drawing them there, and why were they drawn to that certain area? And why were you stuck in that one area? You're yeah. there, okay. Right. So you, this is where you are, and then there's a horn going off, blaring, and it's drawing these psychopaths and hoods with knives to where you are, so that you can't even leave. It's terrifying on every aspect. Yeah, this movie is terrifying. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, scared. It's so only, safe to say you a, think it's scary. Oh yeah, it's not only a creature horror movie. It's it's a. Um, it's not that far off. I feel like the. I mean, you have the, the Jonestown murders. Piece. You have all these cults that do all these things. Like, it's very, almost realistic in a sense without the monsters. But who's to say that that's not realistic either? This movie terrifies you on so many different levels because it plays with all your different emotions, your sense of dread. Being alone, being trapped in an area, not being to leave. Like you're just, and who you're with determines everything. You're with people you barely know, but can you trust them or can you not? There's just so many avenues where this movie horrifies you. I was going to say, so talking about the people that, and how they all interact, it's kind of, it reminded me of The Walking Dead, where all of a sudden like, you're introduced to other people and you're like, do I trust him or do I not? Like, this is a very high-pressure situation. Very similar situation, like, yeah. And We're like, trapped in a hospital with a bunch of zombies around. We're trapped right. in a hospital with a bunch of That's cloaked figures around. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, I, I get it, yeah. I kind of, like, took that, like, connection. And I was it like, makes you think about how you would react in a situation in a like that, right? Yeah. Okay, how many bullets do we have? How many weapons do we have? Do we trust these guys? Do we not do we trust, trust these guys? guys? Right? Like, that was... Do we trust this drug addict that is spitting the, these stories about you know ritual right. sacrifice, or do we not he trust was in him? These pictures, Correct. Like, you know, yeah, that yeah. type of stuff. So yeah, yeah, I would agree. So uh, yeah, it's a very scary movie. Oh yeah, I agree, and I'm so, glad. So I, I think we're all in agreement here. It's all scary, which yes. which is which is good. Very that's rare, that's very very rare. rare for us. So. Uh, What's also Ready interesting, for the next? Though, so you have all these terrifying parts of the movie, but is there one scene that, like, stands out in your mind that you're like, this is my favorite scene? Is this the this next movie? category? Favorite scene? Correct. Um, so Sorry for saying that in a weird way. That no, I know you, you did. I no, he said, it, like, he said um, it in a good way. Okay. I was trying to bring it up. To that so, was a very <laughs> organic way to say it without actually saying, oh, next category. Um... I kind of want to talk about two scenes, but... Um, you can talk about as many scenes I'll say as the you first, please. I'll say the first scene, it's actually like a kind of weird one that I thought was kind of gruesome, but also kind of funny, was when, like, everything in the basement starts to come to life, and, like, the guy 
who's already dead, like, they hear the noise of him, like, banging his head through the pipe. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, crazy. that was gross. That was, like, all of a sudden, like, well, actually, that's the only, that's the only scene. Well, that was that's right after like they the said that scene. the people down, or the monsters down here they are to, trying, like, they don't want to be alive, and he's keeping right. them alive. I feel like that's, that, was that is that literally monster. the depiction of madness. Yeah. Yeah. That is, Where yeah. you are so obsessed with getting out of the situation that you are literally bashing your head yeah. into this pipe until it goes through your brain. And it doesn't and even matter. after you're even dead, that, you're still, still doing it. it. There's yeah. a huge, gigantic hole. And they, like, he yeah. turns towards the characters, and you see the hole in his head, yeah. which is about the size of a fucking soccer ball. Yeah. And, like, he's just looking at them, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah. That was, that was probably my favorite scene. Okay. What else? You said you had two. Well, that was kind of... It was that and, like, the fact that, like, they all kind of come to life at that point. Like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it, like, everyone kind of starts looking around and, like, all the weird, like, decrepit experiments. Yeah. See, I would kinda... consider that to be the same scene, okay, but that's okay. so that's okay. the same scene, then, yeah. Then that's that's my favorite scene. Okay, fair enough. I just thought... Uh, when the cult first arrives at the hospital and uh, Officer Carter goes outside to try and... Like, get into his car and radio everyone, let, let him know there's some crazy shit going on at this hospital. He can't get through. And, like, when you first see that cult descend on the hospital, I thought that was the scariest and my favorite part of the movie. Just because you don't know what's going on. All of a sudden there's these weird people. Which, obviously, like, it descends into other types of madness with crazy monsters and that type of stuff. But, like, that is the most human fear right like people trapping you in a place where you can't get out for a reason that you don't understand right you don't know what's going on and And i thought that was probably the most intriguing part of the movie and i guess if i if we when we get to nitpicks i would say that would be the one one of the nitpicks that i had is that i wish that more of the story of the cult was explained in a little yeah. bit more detail. Well, that was I like that it was left ambiguous. Maybe if they explained the mythology a little bit more, it'd be a little bit eh. But I wish I had more, myself personally. Andrew, on to you. Well, I was just talking about that same scene. Like, So when he's trying to radio in, when he goes out to the, tr- the car the first time, and he just sees the cloaked figure and he just goes, Hi! Yeah, hi, what he are you says, doing? Hi! And then the thing just charges at him. It reminded me kind of like of Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Like of the Zodiac killer just yep. killing his victim. So it brought up that element of well, horror. Well, it was so weird that like, the police like, officer so said hi. Well, he like, was probably just... No police officer well, says hi. Like, Have you seen a police officer in that situation before? I mean, I would at least no, think you say hello. Oh, okay. Well, what I would, I mean, what I would say here it is... It seems a little bit... I might be drawing a little bit from my MVP speech here. But Officer Carter is clearly not some hero cop. No, no. He's not, you know, fucking... Well, they bring that up he's in the not, beginning when he's yeah. just sitting there and she's he's like... Not he's not Dirty Harry. He's just he's just there. He's in over his head and he's trying to survive. He's a cop Which I thought that was town. a good example of him being like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, hi, can I help you? Like, oh, that's what great do you too want? when it stabs like, him too. Like, yeah. that first stab, like, that goes yeah. deep and he's oh, able yeah. to still get him off of him, yep. which is very good. I mean, my favorite scene's probably when... You have the kid in the hospital bed, and the Night of the Living Dead is on. Yes. kind of cool. Yep, I noticed that. And then the next scene is Bev the nurse. She has a thing, the scissors jammed in his eye, and she's, like, cutting off her face or 
peeling her face. Peeling off her face. Yeah, her face. Yeah, like so peeling weird. off the cocoon so that she can become Ugh. what she was striving to become. That was really graphic. And then he shoots her, and it's just... I honestly, I forgot, like, how quickly after they get into the hospital, they go into that. Oh. And then really? I was like, damn, like, I forgot how quickly this movie moves for a lot Oh, it's an hour and a half, and it's yeah. about Lean. ten minutes in to Not the much last ten cut. minutes. This is about a solid hour of just, bam, and then there yeah. you go. Agreed. Agreed. So, cat, so, good, good first, good favorite would, scene. Uh, is there anyone you would replace in the cast in this movie? You know... I don't think so. Um, uh, you need to pick maybe, someone because I feel you know like what? this question is getting worn out because we always say no. I would say, okay. We, we usually the guy, have, I, I, had, I had a beef last week. Did you? Oh, yep. Okay. I would say, okay. With Hills guy, Eyes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Why? Oh. Because Claire, my baby, oh, yeah, Charlie, my baby. Um, my I would baby. say, you know, the guy who, so the guy who goes in with the, um, I forget his actor name. Sorry. So from always, um, not always, honey. Jesus. Um, oh, you're gonna take Letter mine. Kenny. You're gonna take mine. Ah! Letter Kenny. Uh, what's his name on Letter Kenny? Yes. Stuart? Yes. No, no not Stuart. Um, no, what's his name? No, no. So the character of the movie, his name is James. I would say he plays Rold yes, in Letter Kenny. In Letter Kenny. Stuart! Yes. Stuart. And the guy that he's with, I would replace. Oh, that guy. With Merle from I The forgot, Walking Dead. I didn't Dead. even realize he was from Letter, Letter Kenny. Kenny. I just realized. Yes. Yes. Um, I would replace the guy with the gun that he's with, because I don't think he really does much for me, with Merle from The Walking Dead, because I feel like he'd be I like such, that a, replacement. such a much more badass guy that would be so much more intimidating. So apparently that guy was in the movie Snatch, the Guy Ritchie movie with uh, Brad Pitt and uh, okay. a bunch of other people. And I don't know who he played in that movie. Because I, I, I looked him up. I was watching. I was on IMDb last night. But I was watching oh, the movie. Watching, and I, didn't yeah. know who he, I didn't know who he was. Um, but, but I think. Yes. If, I was just like. Stuart, 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 Stuart. If you replace him with Merle <laughs> from The Walking Dead. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. Well, so that's Michael Rooker. Who's been in a bunch of stuff since The Walking Dead. Yeah. His career has kind of been revived Makes a little bit. Makes sense that he's in this movie. Because he's great a actor. Canadian. It's yeah. a Canadian movie. Yeah. Great actor. They like to stick to their yep. Canadians. Yep, absolutely. He would have been. He would have been great in that role. I feel. Like. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell you. That's pretty much the one. I didn't have anybody for a replacement, but I just thought it was funny to note that the guy that played James, whose name is Evan Stern, is rolled from Letterkenny. Stern. So. How about you, Andrew? Um, I necessarily wouldn't replace anybody if I had to because I feel like these type of movies require a certain level of. Corny cast members? No, just you don't want big names. You don't want to overdo the movie right. with big names. But I feel like there's a certain name that may be big, but may is has the ability to play a role such as this. So the cop Aaron Poole mm-hmm. who plays him. I feel like you could. I feel like if Ethan Hawke played that role, he could do it very well because he's very good at those. Like yeah. between Sinister and Training Day, you combine the two together. I feel like he would do really good in this role. I can see without that without him overshadowing the movie for itself. Yeah, I can see that. I can absolutely see that. I think that's a good. It's a that's a good solid cast replacement. And I don't there. think he did yeah. bad, but I feel like Ethan Hawke would have elevated this movie. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll get into it. But he, so the actor that played Officer Carter, he's the MVP of my movie, and I thought he did a good job, especially the chemistry that he sold with his estranged wife. 
and I thought that he did a good job portraying kind of like the fish out of water, like cop that had no idea, like way, way, way in over his head. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel like if you were to remake this movie with a bigger budget, you would per- you would have that main character be somebody like Ethan Hawke. Yeah, it wouldn't I mean, be somebody like Brad Pitt. It'd be like Ethan Hawke, no, like a middle yeah. of the road, good Absolutely. actor, doesn't steal the show, but does a great job. Agreed. I feel like that would work. Yeah. Anyway, Kat, do you have a best death in this movie? Like, who I do. Oh, well, there was a category before that. You might What's have. What's the category? Oh, I'll get to them. Okay. All right. All right. I got them um, in different. Nit- nit- you have nitpicks? I didn't see nitpicks in there. I don't. That's I. I probably had. We'll bring I that up. Gave, yeah. We'll bring that up next. All right. Go ahead. Say it again. Well, Kat. <laughs> We all know there's a lot of deaths in this movie. There's plenty to pick from. Mm-hmm. Is there one that stands out to you that you would say, like, yeah, yes. that, that's the death? Um, Allison was the best death, I think. Okay, why? Because she was captured. Like, you kind of first find out their love story. Like, it was super secret. Like, it wasn't um, friggin' with Josh Hartnett. What movie was that? Uh, uh, Seven Nights. 30 Days of Night. 30 Days of Night. Um... You kind of find out their love story, their husband and wife, they lost a You were going to say seven days and seven nights, or whatever the fuck it's called. 40 days and 40 nights? 40 days, yes. So anyways. um, It's okay. You find out that they're husband and wife, that they lost a kid, whatever, and then all of a sudden she gets taken because she didn't wait for him. And then she ends up on a, like, you know, on a in the the morgue with the doctor, and he's peeling his face off and whatever, and then all of a sudden she's... Now pregnant with an alien, and now then all of a sudden she's this alien thing, and like her husband finds her, and then has to chop her head off to kill her right. because he sees the the supernatural yeah. vision of her normal, and then he snaps out of it, and there's all sorts of tentacles and, and disgusting shit shooting out of her. Yes, yeah. and then at the very end, all you see is the door, of, and him. Like, with the blood splattering mm. on the door. Yep. And you're just like, oh my god. I thought that was like... a good scene to leave the violence and gore out of. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it meant more you seeing it from the back. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. I thought that was a good a good way to, to do that. I thought that was my yeah, best death. Was... Yeah, that was yeah. a good death. Okay. Good call. My Thanks. Goal. So, um, I had for best death uh, Mitchell, who is the state trooper that arrives to help the... Uh, you know, to help Officer Carter and everybody else at the hospital, and he's just kind of this like old, out of touch, you know, stupid fuckwad You're police officer. Out of touch. And he, dude, he gives he gives Officer Carter some dig about his dad being a better cop than he is, right. and he's just like he seems just like a total dick. And once the shit hits the fan, literally, he essentially freezes up. And shits his pants. He has no he idea what's going bridges. on. Shits his britches. <laughs> and uh, the creature from the first death of the movie opens up the doors and drags him in and then essentially continues to assimilate him into that. Yeah. You know, shove the tentacles into his eyeballs and his nostrils so and his good. mouth. And it's so fucked what up a great and weird. Scene. And I just thought, you like, at that point, you it's kind of like the first time... Like, you see, like, there's weird stuff going on before, but this is kind of like the first time that you see the full creature. Yeah. And you get 
Vincent and the son, the kid that is mute because he had his throat ripped out or whatever. They go in, they kill the shit out of it. Awesome stuff. But like, that's the first time that you kind of really see like, okay, this is what we're dealing with here. And, uh, the dumb old guy gets killed pretty hard. I oh, would yeah. say. And he deserves so it. So I, I, I thought he deserved it too. Especially like, you know, like this, this cop officer Carter is clearly going through a tough time. Like he's having a tough time being a person, you know, he says numerous times, have dispatch phoned in before. Like, clearly, I don't want to see my ex-wife when I'm bringing this yeah. person in. They don't do it. He brings him in. He sees his ex-wife, and he's already, like, kind of kicked when he's down. And the guy's like, your, your dad was a stand-up cop. He'd be ashamed of you if you saw if he saw this shit show right dick. now. Give me your fucking weapon, loser. Yeah, maybe like, you should, talking maybe about you should, Talk man. about being emasculated. Like, ugh. Like, yeah, fuck that fucking yeah. guy. He sucked. It was great to see him die that way. Andrew, what about you? So I think the best death, in my opinion, is the first death in the movie because it leads you into everything. It makes you question characters throughout. So it's when Vincent and Simon are rushing them out of that house where mm-hmm. the cult must be, and he shoots that girl, and she's, like, stumbling, and she falls down, and then he... Pours gasoline on her. Yeah, douse her in gasoline. Douse her in gasoline. Then he does something impossible. He takes a cigarette and lights her on fire, which has already been proven in Mythbusters that you can't light gasoline on fire with a cigarette because it doesn't yeah. it doesn't burn high enough. But because enough movie, point. because of movie, mm-hmm. which we've all seen, he lights her on fire, and that's a great way to start the movie. It's immediate. Immediately in that movie, you go, "What the fuck is going on? This person just got lit on fire." And then they enter the movie at a point where you go. Why do we trust them? Do we not trust them? Like, hmm. they clearly have some sort of, uh, they're, they're used to killing these monsters. Right. When they first do it, and you're like, oh, okay, so they must know what's going on. Like, they're like monster hunters. Yeah. Which is interesting. I find that Like, how they get to that point. Because which, you, you, when you first see them kill that person, you go, I have a comment monsters. on that. I have a comment I have a comment on that coming up in and one of our other categories. Well, you can bring it up now if you'd like. I can. So we usually, we usually talk about, like, whether or not a, uh, this movie would be ripe for a sequel. I mentioned before that I would like to see more of what is going on with the cult. I would also see. I would also like to see more of what happens with that guy and the kid that he's with. How the kid loses the ability to talk, and how they come to find out that there is in fact a cult ceremony right. with ritual sacrifice at that house. Oh, how did they know that? I right. thought. Um, how did they know that? I thought the fact that he couldn't talk was attributed to because that's clearly his father. Correct, son, but and their mother and daughter died not, while but the, they were the watching. The son, the son is not out of that sacrifice like the kid from Letterkenny is. He's clearly been mute for a little while. No, but I like, thought they know that. Was, that. So, like, it was, was done beforehand. That did that to him. He says to him at one point in the movie, he like references his throat and his tongue but being yes, cut out, and he says, "You know what happened to the last people that didn't trust you." Yeah, right. but he's so but, I didn't so, think I didn't think he so was you, implying that's his, himself. That's, that's I thought he was talking about for, other people. That's his son. Yeah, that's what I that's what I that's what I implied too. But no, I, no, I, that I, is his son. They show that right. because they show that scene where he's alone with his mother and his sister, right? Right. And his so, father yelling at him, "How could you let?" But this I'm saying, happen? I'm saying. I, so I, I think I the father think is the one that took his vocal cords. After, like 
See when though? When though? Because when those, those, scene, those flashbacks were clearly well, not meant to like, be from that scene at that house where they walked out but, and shot that but, girl, but, lit but the girl on fire. But, and no, no, went no, away. not from that scene, but like earlier on in his life. I okay, feel like there's so a that, part that's of what movie I'm saying. I want to see, like like see more of like more yeah. of like how that happened. So, so a sequel, a prequel, a prequel. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I would like to see. Agree. Yeah, because there's something there, and that father regrets something first some reason because that's clearly his child right they, they make it off like him, they make yeah. it sound like he adopted him but when you really get down to it that's where i so that's where of this course. movie when he's um, when he's getting wait, when, he, when he's, when he's getting when he's getting tied in like he's getting like pulled into the monster and saying he's saying do it he already doused him in lighter fluid he's saying do it do it do it do it that's clearly like the pain the son is feeling the pain of having to kill his father to get away when i watch this so, movie yeah, I, I agree feel like it's a Anthology. Oh yeah, because it, it has be. it has so many different views. So it has all these characters and their certain viewpoint of the situation that's happening. And to me, this is like almost borderline like Southbound in that aspect. Like mm-hmm. there's those flashbacks, and each character has their own story, and they tie it all in together, and they do a really good job of it. Where you don't think it's and an it anthology, more, but I though. think it's an anthology without saying it's an anthology. Yeah. It very well could be. Very well could be. Do you have All right, any, so uh, I think we uh, we covered best death, right? Yes. And we haunted attraction. Kind of, uh, your MVP? Did we get into? No, that? we didn't get to MVP yet. But I have. Well, one. we have haunted attraction MVP. We already talked about sequels. So. What do you want to do first? MVP or haunted attraction? Well, before we make it an attraction, we should know who our most valuable player is, right? Fair yes. enough. Yes. Mine is the guy that um, is the mute. I forget his name. Kevin? Simon. The son. He's named son. known as the son or Simon. Yeah. The son. Yes, I think he. I mean, he's the final guy, if you will, mm-hmm. um, with the final girl. He clearly is the most altruistic character in the whole movie, I would say, too. Yeah. He has the best intentions. He seems he's, like he's been through a lot already. Yeah, he's clearly, he's had his tongue ripped out. He's being led along by his father, who he probably, at this point in his life, does not know how to say no to. But he ultimately ends up escaping. But he ends he up escaping his, his own father. Decisions many times in that movie, sure. when his father says, "You don't have to come," and he goes, "I'm fucking doing it," basically yeah. without saying it. Because right. he's loyal. He loyal. He's a loyal. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. That was almost going to be my choice, Thank but you. I ultimately ended up going with uh, Officer Carter for these reasons. He is a for this bananas situation that is going on in this movie. Great point of view character, or a great everyman character, as they say. And as I mentioned before, he's not some hero cop like, you know, Brad Pitt and Seven or whoever else. He's just your average Joe. He's just trying to get through the day-to-day. He's falling asleep in his police car when he gets in, like he gets a radio in and he sees, you know, rolled, steered, uh, stumbling out into the road. And he's able to overcome unspeakable horrors and ultimately reunite himself with his estranged wife. Albeit that it's in an alternate horrifying cosmic Lovecraftian hell dimension. But he's able to do that. That's what happens at the very end of the movie. That's the last scene you see, them holding hands in hell. But uh, I guess the, the existential question about this is would you rather be in hell with the person that you love most or would you rather be on earth not experiencing hell and pain without the people that you love the most. Or would you rather be in, like, Rocco's Modern Life and be in heck? 
And heck. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good question, though. What would you rather have? Would you rather be I'd rather with have everyone silence. that you've lost and you love nope. in hell? Or would you rather be by yourself on earth missing those people? I'd rather be alone because I wouldn't miss anybody. <laughs> no, You're a rarity, my friend. If I had the choice, fuck that. Yeah. Why would I want to be tortured? I don't know. It's an interesting question. Not one that we have to provide the answer to right now. But I think it's just an interesting... Th- that, 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 I think that is the ultimate question that this movie poses. Right? Well, I wouldn't what would be, you rather have? I wouldn't want to be in heck because there's no, no remote to the TV. That's track. That's Which good. is very upsetting. <laughs> you are so tight in the rock of our life. I would rather you know. peace. Welcome to heck. Give me peace and I'm mm. happy. Okay. So safe to say we talked about a prequel to uh, The 100%. Boys. 100%. Safe to say would we want a sequel as well? Would you guys yeah, be in I for that? So. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. would prefer a prequel too. I think I want both. All right. Because the sequel would be them, like, taking over well, the Pyramids of Giza. So, no, but did, like, all the people outside go away? Like No, they didn't go away. They fucking murdered them. They came inside, and they, they're they part of the cult. And they, they probably, went away when the light came. They probably drank the Kool-Aid, and right. then they died. Yeah. And, Wait, but the Cam... Cam and or they might have died when Dr. Powell died. Because he's the MVP. <sighs> he's your MVP? He's my MVP. Oh, so sorry, we didn't get to that. Yeah, it means you need to talk MVP. about your That's MVP. That's my MVP, Dr. Powell. Mm. Without him, this movie doesn't happen. So he also had the greatest monologues throughout this movie. He's the best actor in this movie and the best probably the best character. He propels this movie to different levels. You could you could make this movie with Daniel with yeah, he's so good. He's he's great. Kills it. Great. So he's the MVP because without him this movie sucks. And honestly, like if you like him in this movie, the episode of the X Files that he's in, he plays essentially the same character for a different type of cult. And he's the same voice, the same. I'll have to watch. But it's an hour long, forty minutes long for an well, X episode. It's really good. So um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't disagree with you there. That uh, you know he's a, he's also a, a good choice for MVP. So this next question, there is only one wrong answer, and the wrong answer is no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would this make a good haunted attraction? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, right? I yeah. Mean, you could do this in it a parking so lot with a ho- with like a hospital. yeah. You could <clears throat> oh, you could rent out so you could rent scary. out an old building and turn it into a hospital and make it into a so the creature effect. So I, I say this yes. as a person and Catherine too, as people that have walked through a haunted attraction based on the thing, which has very similar type of practical creature effects. All you have to do in this is add the hospital setting and make those hooded figures with the triangle faces part of it. Oh. And I think it would be just as scary, if not scarier. Because be you could do the same fight. type of tentacle monsters from The Thing, and you could do that. And it, I, I just, Honestly, I feel like The Thing, don't get me wrong, The Thing is a way better movie, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time, not only horror movies. But the aspect of the cult in this particular movie, I think is a cooler aspect of the movie than the thing. The thing, it's just an alien that flies in from outer space, has no reasoning, has no logic, which I think is also cool. But with this, there's a supernatural element where people are conjuring these beings, which I think is also a very cool thing. So I think you could very easily do this as a haunted house 
I that's just oh, me. Easy. Yes. Cat, you were gonna um, say something. Yeah, is there gonna be a questions category? I still have a couple questions mm-hmm. like that haven't been. There's answered. not a questions category. Just ask your fucking question. Okay. Once we brought up the last category, I was gonna ask, like I know you probably Are have there questions, any more I questions my, in the yes. audience? <laughs> bring up a question. Let's hear it. Um so what about like the scenes with the the one other so you answer my question about the eyes of the hoods and the triangle and the triangle significance and all that stuff. What's up with like the, the like this? All of a sudden, the scene like skips to like some like Clouds. cloud thing. And, it's like, a flashback. What? So that no, that's a, a that that's a premonition it of Officer of, like, Carter Mandy, being Mandy, right? When the little yeah, we watched. No, I, I know Mandy. what you're saying, but like, so think about it like this. So it's a premonition of of Officer Carter when he pushes. Dr. Powell into the void, and at the end, they're shown... So it's like foreshadowing? Holding hands, looking way? up at the giant black pyramid. It was premonitions of that well, place. Because that's why he knew what okay. he was talking about. Like, Dr. Fuckface I didn't understand that going on. at all. Like, all of a sudden, it flashed to, like, clouds. And that's I was like, what it is. Why you don't need to know. It, it's, it, was a pre- it, was a pre- it was a premonition. A premonition of the alternate dimension that he was ultimately going to end up because he never... was speaking with him on a different level. Yeah, they were telling because the doctor was the doctor was always like, you know, I saw what you saw, blah blah okay. blah, like throughout the All movie. All right, okay. I think next that was question. My last, I think that was my last question. That was the one and only. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, because I already asked what was up with the pyramid and what was up with the the triangle suit robes. Um, is the monster, like, based on anything, necessarily, you know? Not that I could find. I mean, it's just a monster. It kind of reminded me, actually, of Gra- the Grabber's monster a lot. Because that death where he sticks the tentacle, like, into the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was that. a tentacle monster. I know, it was a tentacle. It was a yeah. Lovecraftian monster. Hellraiser. Because he loves yeah. tentacle monsters. Yeah. Um, do you know what was one more note I actually had? Sorry, it's like final final thoughts. Can you just Don't roll, be sorry. Roll yeah, into the final just fine. You're fine. Talk. You're fine. Um, one of my other notes was one of the greatest sound effects during this was when they were um, the caped person was dragging an axe through the hallway. Oh, yeah, that was um, good. And I feel like I had heard that before somewhere. Was that, like, I don't know. Was it I don't Silent know if it was Hill? Parents, but it was in the pyramid it was in a movie we watched, yeah. like, recently, and it was, like, an axe dragging. And I yep. just remember, like, no, I know, I know, I know exactly locker, what you mean. And I was just yep. like, oh, what is that? Like, where? what other movie do I remember that from? But that noise is so distinct. That's Pyramid Head. It was might it? be from Silent Hill. I wonder. She's so always dragging the. Okay. The, oh, but, the sword. Yeah, but that's not what it is that you're thinking of. But that's what I think. But of. I even thought if it was from like Barrett's or something. Like I. There's definitely like, a movie where world? somebody like, drags the the, the axe so on the ground. Was it, movies, yeah. Did we? I feel like we went to a haunted house or something recently that they did that and they dragged like an axe or dragged something on the ground. I it's, feel like it was Barrett's. It's possible. It's possible. It's probably Barrett's. Because they are the most creative when it comes to haunts these days, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. But I could see it. I could see it, for sure. Or Spooky World. Well, those are the only ones we went to this right. year. But, yeah, I think it was one or the other. Cool. Or both, maybe. All right. You guys, any further thoughts on The Void? Just watch it. Yeah, Agreed. I think it was good. I would say just watch it, yeah. If you haven't seen Absolutely. it, shame on you. Yeah, I'd give it a watch. It's a very un- it's it. an underrated movie. It's probably that came one of the most un- underrated movies of the two thousands because, I mean, realistically, it should be a top five horror movie in the last twenty years. Uh, 
it's pretty fucking top good. Top five is tight. I would say top ten easily, and I think it's a it's a very good... It's a more unique yeah, it's, throwback it's horror good. than most Like if you movies. If you love 80s horror like we do on this show... I just have a lot of questions. That was like the only it. reason why it was like, kind of like... Fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. That's no problem. But I did like it. Yes. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. So we all liked it. So that's no good. Problem. That no For problem. once. Alright folks, well you've heard our thoughts on The Void and if you would like to hear more of our thoughts on social media, here's where you can find us on the following platforms including YouTube and Facebook, just search for America's Hometown Horror Search for that, you will find us Like us, follow us, subscribe to us, mash that bell to get notifications of new episodes You can also find us on Twitter at Hometown Horror, you can find us on Instagram at Hometown Horror Pod and you can email us at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com And last of all, you can listen to our show pretty much anywhere where you get your podcasts, but specifically on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you may listen to your shows. My name is Mike. I've been joined by Andrew, our host tonight. Say bye. Goodbye. And Catherine. Say bye. Adios, muchachos. My name is Mike. Thanks for listening to America's Hometown Horror. It's been great to have you, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast. Head on over and give them a listen.